How you doing? How's your day? Yeah, not bad. I can't complain too bad. You know, I've been, I talked to you more about getting back in, you know, a healthy shape. So the last couple of weeks, I've been really taking that seriously. I, I'm fasting three days a week now, which has been a fucking trip. <laughs> uh, honestly, it feels good, though. Okay. You know, a long time ago, a couple of years back, I tried the 5-2 the fasting diet, and that was, you know, fasting two days a week, kind of whenever you wanted to, and that was just nothing to eat, nothing, you know, all water, that's it, maybe a cup of coffee. That's really all I allowed myself to do. And then the other five days was just healthy eating, but, you know, normal calorie intake, whatever. So... That I did that maybe a month, and it was just like I was miserable. You know, I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't exercising on top of that, and it, you know, my my head it wasn't on straight. So this time, after a lot more research and really just thinking more about what I want to do and planning out the entire situation and the journey I want to take, instead of looking for just that quick fix, I, I said to myself, and I'll explain where this whole health concept came from in a second. But I said to myself. You know, in two years, I'm going to be 40 years old. Mm. My whole idea now is fit by 40. So instead of looking for that quick fix, I said, hey, if I make this a two-year journey and really give it my all, I'm taking shirtless pics and hitting the beach, flexing on everybody, because I've never been able to do that in my entire life, even yeah. in high school, college, whatever. I was always a little pudgy, never really confident. I'm, I'm sick to death of not feeling good in my own body. So now I decided, hey... I'm going to do three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where all I'm doing is it's not complete fasting, but it's like one cup of soup a day. So it's like a hundred calories. That's it. Mm. Rest of the day, all over the day is just tons of water, tons of water, tons of water and hitting the gym. They have a nice, actually a really nice state of the art gym at my job. Use it for free. So I'm going to start making myself get up at 6, 15 AM, go to the gym, take a shower, go right downstairs to work, stopping the excuses. It was the excuses of like, you know, because I joined the Y in the past, and I'm like, okay, hey, I'm paying 80 bucks a month for the entire family to go to the Y, and we're going like three times a month when the schedule permitted. And I'm like, I'm not only am I wasting money, I'm feeling guilty because I'm not going, and then I'm feeling pissed off because now I'm not going and wasting money at the same time. You know how I feel about my cash. So draining <laughs> money like that wasn't sitting right. So we cut that shit off, and I was like, you know what? I know me. I know that I've tried this multiple times, and I said, hey, the only way I'm going to do this the right way is if it's my personal journey, eating the things that I'm supposed to eat, like making my own personal sacrifice that costs the least amount of money and forces me to kind of step outside my comfort zone. So mm. that's what I've been kind of thinking about the last few weeks. And I said I mentioned where this all came from. Long story short, my wife and I like to watch a lot of television at night. It's how we unwind and we, we have our shows. We watch plenty of TV. So we have this bet, not even a bet, a deal a few months back where I said, Hey, if you watch all of Cobra Kai, including the karate kid movies, cause she says she's seen karate kid. And I'm like, listen, I, I mean, I got the damn karate kid tattoo on my arm. Like that's my shit. That's my blood. So yeah. like, I need you to, to actually watch the karate kid trilogy with me. Not the, not the Jalen Smith shit. That bull. I'm talking about <laughs> Daniel LaRusso and Johnny motherfucking Lawrence. Okay. So, I said, if you watch all of the Karate Kid movies and all, I believe it was five seasons of Cobra Kai, in turn, I will watch, and she's been trying to get me to watch this forever, Grey's Anatomy. Mm. So, and my dumbass did not realize that Grey's Anatomy is 35 fucking seasons. I was going to say, that shit's been running since I was in kindergarten. My brother, <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. So, so, very lopsided trait, mostly because I didn't think she would do it. But she went right ahead and did it. I think she knew. She's like, oh, you fucked up now. So we are on season nine of Grey's Anatomy right now. I can't believe I'm even going this far with it. It's addicting. I see why people loved it. But it's a stupid fucking show. But Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck? Because that, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> you see why people like it. But it's a stupid fucking show. It's a stupid fucking show. It's so stupid. They're so dumb. They're for doctors. They're such idiots. Even last night we watched the episode, I like left the room like, these motherfuckers are so stupid. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. I'm gonna need you to explain because I had an ex-girlfriend who loved that show too. Yeah. And I could, I don't know, I couldn't wrap my head around it because the show is boring as fuck to me. Every time I came yeah. on TV, I'll change the channel. I don't understand it. So what is addicting about the show? The addicting part of Grey's Anatomy 
and I can say this about any show that will do this. It's because the main characters are not safe. That's the one thing I think that keeps me going. There are some characters, I'll admit, they grow on you. There's a few black characters who I think are very strong African-American like characteristics. So like I've attached to them. There's one doctor named Dr. Bailey who reminds me of every ant in my entire family tree. So I kind of hook on to people like that. So that keeps me going. But they kill off people that you think are bulletproof. So that's where I think it kept me going. I was like, okay, if if anyone on the show can die at any point, it makes you want to kind of keep watching. Long story short, again, there was one episode where there was a, a fat guy like on a like on a, a medical bed, a hospital bed, and he was in there for a procedure where they clean out his arteries, like cholesterol. And he's just like talking about it, like, oh yeah, just another round of cheeseburgers and fries. And I literally sat there and I was like, wow. I do not ever want to be the guy who is getting his arteries cleaned out on a regular basis. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Ugh. It was at that point yeah. I was like, I'm getting I'm getting back on the horse. Here we go. For real. I don't know what would be more disgusting. Being the doctor doing the job or being the person getting your arteries. Into- Both. That's not fun for anyone in that entire room. And yeah, that just it terrified me. So yeah. Uh, it's it's time to eat right. It's time to exercise. It's time to get active, so I can be there for the next fucking fifty years for my fucking kids, man. I'm trying to live forever, so man, I can't live love. forever stuffing fucking tacos and shit all the time. So it's been hey. nice, you know what I'm saying? But just the way I feel, like I feel my looser. My clothes aren't so fucking tight. And it's only been a, a couple of weeks. I had to have lost a couple pounds already because I know when my gut hangs out my the bottom of my shirt. Now not so much. So shit, man, it is doable. Hey. <laughs> oh man, Knicks beat the Heat. Knicks beat the Heat. Wow. I, I'm still not giving them credit. Don't care. It ain't over. Miami's still uh, taking that ass. Anyway, man, how you doing? Man, um, it's been pretty slow for me. Uh, yeah, I know you had a fun day. Yeah, it's it's been needed though. I, I needed this slow motion. Uh, yes, absolutely. If it's one thing I can say for people, you know, especially younger than me, if you're working and stuff. That work-life balance is everything. And that's I'm somebody who used to never take vacations. I never took a lot of breaks during the year. I like, you know, collecting that PTO and then cashing out at the end of the year. It's always nice to have that extra check, but you got to take your breaks. Take your little, even if it's just a mental day, a day off by yourself, just doing what you got to do to get your mind right. Just, you need that. You have to have it. Oh, yeah. Dude, guess what I read the other day? Actually, I think it was yesterday I read this shit. Guess who went into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament and won for the first time. Zuckerberg. You got it. Mark Zuckerberg won a jiu-jitsu tournament. What matrix are we living in? Uh, Fuck. I I guess we're just living in his world. So. Well, here's my thing. When I read that, I was like, of course he won. Who the hell was going to flop Zuckerberg on his ass in a jiu-jitsu tournament? As soon as you saw it's him, it's a gimme. Or he will erase your life. You weren't going <laughs> to compete against Zuckerberg. That's a mulligan. You let him beat you, and you ask him for some credentials to maybe get some Bitcoin, maybe. I don't know. But I would have beat him. I was like, what you say? Do you want a gold and a silver? I'm like, of course he did. And you look at all the videos of like his opponents like next to him on the podium, and they're all like happy clapping like a Super Smash Brothers. And I'm like, yeah, of course y'all are smiling. <laughs> Probably all got paid. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Let's uh play the music. Done. <laughs> One, two, three. So yeah, welcome to the Bank Bro Show. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Back like we never left. That's right. I know I ain't got nowhere. This has been a boring ass week for me personally. So I can't even go anywhere. My car is not working. <laughs> Any update on that? Did your guy talk to you about if it's fixable? Um, so he was actually in Minnesota for a dog show. Um, but he told me it was fixable. My neighbor came over and talked to me too. He said it's fixable too. He they said it's fixable, so I'm gonna take Man. their word for it. Damn, hey. That's dope. I'll keep your fingers crossed, yeah, but just so, like, um, that yeah. would be nice to bring it back. Back from the dead, man. Back from the dead, man. Resurrect that monster reborn. 
Fuck yeah. Fucking Max Revive. You told me. <laughs> oh, don't start with Yu-Gi-Oh with me, sir. <laughs> I will duelist man, from back I got in the day. Right here. Don't, don't make me pull out my trap hole right now. Oh, man. man. You didn't my trap card. <laughs> don't make me go get it. We got enough nerd cred as it is on here, so we won't get Hey, you know what? You know what to do? Wait, do you have Yu-Gi-Oh cards? It's been a long time. I don't have them anymore, but... Damn. <laughs> but... I mean, it's it's literally just buying some new ones, and I can still bust that ass. So don't even worry. Doesn't matter if I if I own them or not. Hey, I, I still got my collection. It's not right. as well. Yeah, I still got a decent collection. But mm -hmm. you should, one day <laughs> you you should go through the cards and make a deck, and I'll make a deck, and we'll duel each other. That's we'll how we that used to do. That's how we used to do it back where I'm from, man. <laughs> Once a duelist, always a duelist. Hey, That's let's get it, man. The king of games. The king, king of games. games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, instead of getting too deep into that, we'll kind of pivot over to the UFC for some actual oh, fighting. Actual, like, physical. Exactly. Physical dueling, yes. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, big UFC pay-per-view again this past Saturday, UFC 288. And, we will, again, we will just keep it to the main card. But... The, the fights were interesting on paper. My opinion, way too many decisions happened that night, except for one, which was my favorite, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, I do want your full analysis, though, for all of these. And we will start at featherweight with Crone Gracie and Charles Jordan. That was interesting. Man, to be honest, I don't remember the card in its entirety. That's all right. I'm trying to remember this Gracie fight. So you would be Gracie lost. He did lose. And here's the thing about that. Um, if if you know anything about fighting, you know, Chrome Gracie is in a long line of a Hall of Fame career family. I mean, the Gracie family in, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu are synonymous with each other. So you hear a Gracie at the end of your name, you better fucking bring it. And I'm not surprised you don't remember this fight because Gracie was a dud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It was I sad. remember Jordan was just piecing his ass up. He was. And... That was the fight. Yeah. Jordan came out <laughs> with great jabs. Like The uppercuts were nasty. His timing was so good. And I know that Chrome Gracie was on a four-year layoff. So even that by itself, if it wasn't a Gracie, four years away from fighting is just, what are you thinking? You're, you're just yeah. done at that point. That's yeah. kind of crazy. The, the stand-up was disappointing. His ground game neutralized immediately. Just very one-dimensional. So... That was the thing. The fact that it was a decision is kind of sad even for Jordan just because Gracie wasn't giving much to make that a decision call. Jordan should have put his ass to sleep. So, yeah. That's kind probably of, I don't remember too much of it because... You were asleep? <laughs> yeah. That shit was boring. Jordan slept my ass. Yeah. He could have slept Gracie. He could have slept Gracie. So I don't see Crone Gracie lasting too much longer in the big leagues here. We'll see. But yeah, again, I, if it's me... I'm changing my last name before I have a fight like that just because, damn, unless you're like the next great Gracie, it's that's a high bar to kind of set yourself to. And yeah, it didn't work too well for him. Mm -mm. That fight came and went. Wah, wah. Uh, mm -mm. Next fight was uh, Maspar Ivolyev. Wanted to make sure I got that right. And Diego Lopez. No, this was a fight. This is no, a this fight. was a fight. This is a Wait, scrap. Lopez is the one that stepped in last minute, right? Correct. For Brian Mitchell? I believe you're right. Man. I thought he was going to win. I thought he was going to come in and shock the world. He came out guns blazing. Oh, yeah. He was swinging. He came out throwing them boys. <laughs> Left hook, right hook, jabs. Man. Submission but, attempts everywhere. Just like, whew. It was crazy. And I think that that's what makes that's what makes these fights so dangerous when when fighters take them on short notice uh, for, for, for both fighters. Because right. you're preparing for one guy. Three, four weeks in advance. All of a sudden, you get this new guy who you don't even know. Right. Barely have any tape on. And so you're just going off of highlights on YouTube, basically. Exactly. Preparing for that. And then you walk into the octagon on fight night and almost get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was close. Yeah. That could have went horribly. And it goes both ways, too, because Ivoliev, I'm sorry, Ivoliev uh, is an undefeated fighter. 17 and 0 in his professional career. So yep. taking a short notice fight on an undefeated streak is a big fucking gamble. Yep. And he uh he had a claw back and win that one. He did. But I did I, I liked his motor. Like Gloria mm -hmm. really just never slowed down. He didn't get tired out. He's yep. really hard to take down. He was taking down Lopez himself. 
And I looked at the stats, and Ivoliev had 80% of his total strikes were hitting. So that's a dangerous clip. He might be a big player coming in here. Like, we'll see. Yeah, in the no, featherweight uh, division, pretty open right now. So Yeah, the all the lighter weight divisions are fucking stacked. Yes, big time. Whew. Anybody can move up, and all the fights are going to be kind of dangerous to take. So, yeah. yeah, very interested in actually both those guys because, like I said, I, I saw a lot that I liked from both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's where's he from? Uh, Evo Evloyev. Evolev. Evolev. What? I don't. That's a hard one to say. Evo, yeah. Evloyev. 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 Yeah. <laughs> if you say it eight more times, it might make some sense there. <sighs> I don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I can't think of oh, I got right. you. Oh, he's from Russia. Oh, he's from. Oh, okay. Evloyev is from Russia. Okay. Okay. I, I, I was kind of there. Kind of. Yeah, no, I, I got your ideas. We talked about, about this before. Is like you, you train, you drink goat milk, and you sleep, and you eat. That's it. That's yeah. all they do. Yeah. So and, I can oh, see you, and you wrestle up. bears. Right, literally, in the wilderness. You come on yeah. a five-day retreat in the middle of the fucking Russian woods, and you come back a man. That's your training camp. So, yeah, no, you, you ever seen the, you seen 300 when Oh yeah. Uh, Leonidas goes, and he has to kill that fucking, I forgot what it was, that animal tiger or some a, shit. Yeah, exactly. When he was a kid, yeah, and he had to come back before. Yeah, same shit. That's fight camp. That's for them. So yeah, I see what you mean. Like it may not be the same country, but definitely the same mentality, the same cut of fighter for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. Those fighters usually make their way to the top very quickly. Mm-hmm. Very interesting now, to see that for the oh, best fight of the but, night. <laughs> so at women's mm-hmm. strawweight, <laughs> we had Jessica Andrade. And Yan shall none. My sister. My sister, my sister. This was this was a blazer. Give props to Andrash, because I mean, a former champion. She knew she kind of had to claw her way back to a title shot. So she came out fighting like she really wanted a strap. And man, I mean, <clears throat> strike attempts were just everywhere, just fast and furious. But Yan stayed patient. Just cracked her in the jaw multiple times. Like Andrade could not handle it. And then Andrade got a little overzealous, started throwing a lot of haymakers. And Jan, once again, I don't know what's up with these counter punches these days with these fighters. Jan had an immaculate counter punch and cracked Andrade lights the fuck out. It was crazy. Round one at two minutes and 20 seconds. And Jan, I mean, give her a title shot right now. It's time. It would be her against Wei Lee. I I need that. I need that. Oh my god! Because I'm a huge Wei Lee fan. Huge. So seeing those two together, two Chinese, my Asian Chinese, sisters, right? Asian sisters, about to scrap, and what? you know why? You know why they can bring it too. So those Man. two together are going to be fireworks in a title match. I need yeah. it now. Dana White, make it fucking happen now. Yeah, I need that shit to happen. Main uh, event, main you event know, slot. You know, both of your, you know, both of these girls are gonna come out throwing hands, throwing oh, kicks. Yeah. It, it's gonna be Street Fighters, fucking Absolutely. yes, Chung Lee versus fucking Chung Lee. I was gonna say there's, not, <laughs> there's only one. You were in a corner. You painted yourself in a corner on that one. <laughs> I was gonna say Vega, but no, nope. that's Spain, brother. <laughs> nah, yeah. <laughs> Vega was my dude. I know where Vega's from. But... Yeah, Vega's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Chung Lee versus Chung Lee. I'm down with that. Man. Uh, yeah. That was a hell of a fight for the. But to see, to see Jan do that to Andrade, I don't think I've seen Andrade that hurt in my life. No. I don't recall rocked. the last time she's been that hurt. She dropped so fast that it was over. Like, she could, you blinked and it was done. Yeah. And, I, you know, Jan trains with, um, I forgot who Jan trains with. China top team. China top team? Beijing. Yep. Mm, okay, I knew it was some top team. Yeah, yeah. And Yan has eight wins by knockout, by the way. Let's not forget that. This is not her first knockout. That girl can scrap. Yeah, eight knockouts and 17 wins. That's damn near mm. 50%. Mm. That's that's nuts. 14 and two in her last 17. I mean, and one, excuse me. One no contest in her last 17. So she's been on a tear. And eight of those are first round finishes. Jan is exactly what you're looking for in a champion. So yeah, I, I'm about it. Bring it on. So, yeah, she was put on the striking clinic. Easy. Got that dub, man. And Shout out run, to her. Andrade, back to the drawing board. Sorry, babe. Had your moment in the sun, but 
Gotta climb that ladder back up again. Next up at welterweight, we got your boy Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns, who surprisingly is in another fight very quickly after his last fight, going over Masvidal. So this fight was taken on 16 days' notice, and a lot of people kind of made that same face you're making. Of, oh boy! Yep. And if you ask me, the result was exactly what should have happened. Bilal Muhammad ran through Burns. And as much as I love Burns, and we've talked glowingly about you know Gilbert Burns and how well he fights and how he, you know, he ran through Masvidal and how he's been kind of on a tear, kind of getting himself back up for a title shot. This, in my opinion, was a mistake. I mean, I give him credit. Taking a fight you know, on 16 days notice is damn, that takes some balls. But the fact that Burns is the one that called out Bilal Muhammad, who's on an absolute tear through the UFC right now kind of got his ass whooped a little bit um to push back on that i think if burns doesn't dislocate or fuck up his shoulder yep i think we're having a different conversation i was just gonna bring that up too yes uh burns i believe it's his left shoulder is he's out indefinitely now so he needs i believe he needs surgery too he cl it was clear he couldn't use the left yeah. So, no, understanding that, it kind of makes me go, what were you thinking in the first place? And I don't know how long he's had that injury. That's up to him to even let us know. But someone like Muhammad would would key in on that, pick that shoulder apart, and make sure he's fighting where he needs to be. He's hitting the spots he's supposed to be hitting. And I, I see a lot of hate for Bilal Muhammad, which I don't understand. Yeah, like, I don't either. He's not a flashy fighter, but my God, he doesn't need to be. He never had to be. That guy is effective. He's efficient. He's an assassin. So he did exactly what his job was supposed to be. Like, I don't get the hate. I think he well earned that fight. It was very one-sided in my opinion. The scorecards kind of say the same. And it is what it is. Burns kind of gambled and lost. It it happens. Because if, if Burns had won this fight, we'd be calling him a superhero. Like, three fights this year and you won them all. Like, damn, bro. Like, you, you yeah. look great. You look amazing. But when it doesn't work out, you know, this is kind of what happens. So I don't know what's going to really hurt Burns in the rankings at all. I don't feel like it did that much. But it, in retrospect, it looked a little foolish to call out an effective fighter like Muhammad on such short notice and with an injury. That's it's a little nuts. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I feel differently. I, yeah. I think he got hurt either a couple weeks out, like before the fight or Maybe. during the fight. Um. Honestly, I think Burns Burns was finding ways to market himself in ways that the UFC wouldn't. Absolutely true. You're absolutely right. So I think he did everything correct. I think I would have done the same exact thing. I would have called out Bala Muhammad because uh, I think what Muhammad was four, and I think Burns was five or flip flop him something like that. I believe you're right. Close. Yes, four, five, something Very like close. that. Very close. Yep. Four, five, three, four, something like that. And so I would call that guy out too because I feel like if I'm if I'm Gilbert Burns, you know, I got I got into a war with Hamzat yep. coming off what is it, two wins this year. Yeah. Um barely got touched in my last fight. So I know he didn't get hurt. Right. In in, in that fight with Mazidal. Cause if he did Yeah, no. Yeah, no, yeah. It was fine. Barely took any damage. Flawless victory there. So <laughs> I feel like Burns just woke up on the wrong day. Yeah. Fucked his shoulder up. It, it is, is what it is. is. Uh, Bala Muhammad won. Uh, he did what he was supposed to do, like you said. Yeah. Nothing spectacular, but he did what the game plan called for him to do. Right. Um, and that's that. Yeah, and I totally agree. And maybe calling it a mistake is a little far-fetched. I mean, it's something to think about. Like, again, it's hard to call it a mistake because you're right. It's a fight game. If you're not calling out the big bad dog in your yard, like, what are you even doing there? So, yeah, you, you do call him out. You do pick on someone like Bilal and say, hey... I'm coming for your spot. I don't care. I'll fight with one arm on the back. I don't give a fuck. But like, I'm trying to, he's trying to get title shots. And I absolutely agree with what you're saying of marketing. Cause these fighters, a lot of these guys, they do, they have to push themselves. Cause the machine isn't pushing the, the envelope for these guys at all. You know, if and, you're not, if you're not Izzy, if you're not uh, a champion, if you're not O'Malley. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you said O'Malley. Cause we're about to get there too. Yeah. But, Yes, we, we talked about Dana's Golden Boys. We talked about trying to build new stars. A lot of these guys who are stars, they built themselves. So, yeah, again, maybe a mistake is the wrong word. Maybe ill-advised. But, mm. hey, he went for it, and you, you live to fight another day. That's all there is to it. But 
Speaking of O'Malley, let's talk about the main event. Mm-mm-mm. With with I believe someone becoming a favorite of yours in Aljamain Sterling. Aljo and Henry Cejudo coming back from his early sudden retirement, right back into a title shot. And boy, this one was interesting. Dynamic on paper. I really wanted to see what it would turn out to be, and I was on the fence about who was winning this one. Talk mm. to him. Um, this one was a technical battle. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the most appealing to the casual fan. No. Um, but but if you enjoy mixed martial arts, you you loved this fight because you you got to see a little bit of everything. You got you got some striking, you got some grappling, you got some jujitsu, uh, wrestling. You got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I enjoyed about this fight. I came into this fight knowing Aljamain Sterling <laughs> was going to win, and there was nothing Henry Cejudo could have po- possibly done to to stop Aljamain in his reign in the Bantamweight division. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. And Aljamain showed this, his range. Yes. Aljamain capitalized on the range, used his kicks, uh, consistent and calculated pressure. Not stupid pressure where he's just rushing forward like a Ryan Garcia or a mm. Roly Romero getting knocked the fuck out by Tank. No, <laughs> not like that. It was very calculated. Um, and also, Aljamain... Showed Cejudo early on, hey, if you want to wrestle, I got you too. That's right. You know, I can take you to the ground and I can hold you down. You know, yeah. Once I once I put that backpack on you, it's over. <laughs> the backpack. And in the first round, uh, Cejudo got saved by the bell because I think if if that, if that bell would have kept going, if, mm-hmm. if, if I also had more time, it probably would have been over with. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. But but props to uh, Cejudo. He kept the fight close. Yes. Um, I thought he showed just a little bit of ring rust, um, but I think he bit. burnt that off midway Quickly. through the second round. Yes. Um, I had scored the fight 3-2 Aljo, mm-hmm. um, and I believe, I think two of the other judges, yeah, two of the other judges agreed with me. They'd uh, agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was really close. Um, and Cejudo, I don't think Cejudo's done. I don't either. I think he he showed that he still got some in the tank, and I should, yeah. he, he showed that Maybe if it's a different champion, Cejudo can beat that champion. Uh-huh. I believe Sterling is just a terrible matchup for Cejudo with his length and his wrestling ability and his uh his gas tank and pressure. Mm. Um because Sterling's not the 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 best striker. We know that. Right. Um, but how like I said, how he pressures you, how he's consistent with it, and his gas tank, he never gets tired. That is what wears on people. Yeah. He uses that to set up his ground game, his takedowns, and put that backpack on you. Yeah. Now, where does Sterling go from here? Oh, we know. And one second. Like, I, I do agree with everything you're saying. I think Cejudo, Cejudo looked good in the first couple of rounds. I mean, like you said, a little bit of rust, but he worked it off quickly. He had a couple opportunities on the ground, couldn't really finish it off. And Sterling, for all of his credit, he adjusted mid-range, right in the middle of the rounds. He, You could tell he... Kind of flipped it a little bit. He started doing more takedowns in the later rounds because he knew he could outwrestle Cejudo. So I, I I definitely feel the adjustment to his game is what's not saved the title, but it definitely secured the title for Aljo. Here's my thing. I'm still not a believer yet. I like Aljo, but I really, really wanted him to get a knockout this. And I know he's not, like you say, he's not the best striker, so asking for a knockout, even a tap here. I think he still needs that solid, solid win to solidify himself. Silence all the doubters. People like me. I'm still a little bit of a doubter. So when you say, what's next for Sterling, we know exactly what's next for Sterling. So right at the end of the match, and this is why I talk about Golden Boys, Dana White invited Sean O'Malley right into the cage. He said, here's your next challenger right away. It's rare that they do that. Usually there's some hinting involved. They show him in the crowd. They start making gestures at each other. No, no, no. He let O'Malley walk right into the ring and get right in Aljo's face. That match is already signed. This fall, I believe it's either late August, early September, we are getting Aljamain Sterling and Sugar Sean O'Malley for the title. Here's my catch about that. I feel that O'Malley is going to win this title. And it's for the biggest reason you said, O'Malley is a far better striker. Yes, I think Aljamain Sterling is a much better wrestler, grappler, but at the end of the day... O'Malley has hands. Hands for days. If he has nothing else, he has hands. And he's a golden boy. 
and they're kind of setting this up as a big moment. If Sterling gets past O'Malley, then I will be a believer. I think everyone will be a believer. And that sucks to say because O'Malley hasn't really proven anything himself either. But because he's being propped up like this amazing striker who's the next big thing, silence it. If you're Sterling, put an end to the hype this time, right away. Because if you lose to O'Malley, I, I don't know if it invalidates anything in the past, but I know Sterling was saying a lot about he wants to be the greatest bantamweight of all time, and he's already the three-time defender, and that's already the record. And I'm like, yeah, because the bantamweight division, the history of it, it's spotty at best. There's been so many good bantamweights that nobody can defend the title that often. So having three defenses be the record, eh, it's not that impressive to me. But having a big one, and don't get me wrong, he's beaten some big names, Peter Yan, TJ Dillashaw, and now Cejudo. So, yes, Sterling is putting together a really good resume. I think a big up-and-coming fighter like O'Malley, who's got all this momentum, all this hype, and the entire machine behind him, if you can silence that, I think it solidifies his legacy. I would have no more doubt. You got to show me it, though. The decisions are not going to do it. Well, okay, so what you're saying is if he beats Sean O'Malley, by unanimous decision, Ugh. you will it's, no longer have any uh, doubt. It, here's the thing. If it's a decision, I'd still have some doubt. A little bit of doubt. Okay, regardless. If it's a, if it's a finish, if he finishes O'Malley, no doubt. Zero. If you he don't see any of the decisions. See, I I actually feel differently. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I feel like if he finishes O'Malley, it's going to be by tap out. And I wouldn't be that surprised or impressed because O'Malley has mm. no jujitsu. You're, you're right. You're right. So if he's in there for five rounds, standing, taking punishment, weaving, bobbing, going at it, ha having a war with O'Malley for five rounds. Right. And he comes out the unanimous decision winner. Oh, I'm way more impressed with that because that means he stood in there with O'Malley on the feet and got the best of O'Malley in a mixed martial arts competition. That's a good so point. I would be way more impressed with Aljamain if he goes the distance and wins that way with O'Malley and neutralizes his striking. I think if if he does that, if he neutralizes his striking, yeah. I think you're right. There's without a doubt, no doubt left None. on the table that Aljamain is the best bantamweight of all time. I agree with that. Now, I say that to say this. It pains for me to hear you say that because <laughs> O'Malley is the least accomplished of any of his fucking fighters oh, or any I of his that. opponents. Yeah, I said that. Like that's, so, that's, it was sad to say. It, it doesn't like, it doesn't make any sense why people would need this win to validate Aljamain's legacy. Legacy. I say that because legacy is legacy. something I believe is man-made and doesn't even exist. It's right. just unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves. Oh, anyway, that's a conversation metaphysical for another day. <laughs> like, conversation for another day, guys. Deep in. <laughs> but I say that to say Aljamain has beaten Cejudo, arguably the best yeah. martial artist of all time if you look at his resume. Two division champion. Oh yeah. That's big Olympic thing. gold medalist, whatever. Um he's beaten Jan. He's beaten Sanhagen. Yep. List Dillashaw. goes on and on. Yep. Like Dillashaw. Dillashaw's big. Yep. All these guys are better, more accomplished, and further along in their careers than Sean O'Malley is right now. Absolutely true. So it, I, I just can't wrap my head around it because I don't understand why people feel that way. Dana White. And this is what I mean. I, and I said it before. like it's Society. It's society. Brainwashing it's, you folks. Yeah. It may be sad to say that like O'Malley is like the gatekeeper because... He hasn't really done anything. But that's what I was saying. It's not so much because of the different legacy levels or anything like that, because the names that Aljo has beaten are far greater. But how many of those guys had Dana White's machine behind them? Had this much hype where you know this fight's going to be a sellout crowd, like mega amounts of tickets being sold, even just the name itself. That's what I was saying is the impressive part. So who do? Mm, we go back to how well are we marketing these stars? So Hudo is a huge Hudo. name, two division champ, two division champ. I would say out of the three that he's beaten so far like this, Sohudo's easily the biggest name. However, if you ask a casual fan, do they know who Sohudo is? Probably not. Which is sad. And we're talking to all fans, not just the casuals and not just the the elites like we are. But <laughs> O'Mal Sugar Sean O'Malley is almost becoming a household name. Is Sean O'Malley a household name off talent alone? I don't think so. 
I think it's the look. I think it's the way they mar- again they market Thank him you. better. He has got the rainbow skittle hair. Like he stands out, and it's, it's not the first. Yeah, uh, Cejudo. Is- Cejudo is known off his talent alone. Exactly as he should, you know. And that's that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to tell the masses. That's what I'm trying to wake the masses up. Right. Stop paying attention to what the machine puts out and focus on the game. Right. Watch this shit. Because if you watch this shit and analyze the game for what it actually is, whether it's MMA, football, basketball, you would be able to tell this guy knows how to play. This guy doesn't. This guy is just liked by the owner, the commissioner, the president. So that's why this guy gets pushed out. Please, guys, watch the game and make, (laughs) make the call for yourself. Stop listening to the machine. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And again, it's it always comes down to that machine. It's it's how much stock are we putting in a name and a look and a mark, marketable ability. So, no, I don't agree. I don't think O'Malley is anywhere near that level. But it's the same as, like, someone beating a Conor McGregor and making a name for themselves. Like, it's even if you don't feel McGregor is one of the greatest, the name alone beating that person, it makes you. So I feel this is a very similar thing where it's, Yes, O'Malley isn't accomplished like that, but the name is big enough where for someone like Aljamain, who has some doubters, decisively beating O'Malley and, and calming that hype, that solidifies you. It shouldn't be like that. I don't agree. It should be like that at all. But that's kind of where that's, that's UFC. That's how they do it. That's how they make their fights. Yeah, I got a, uh, just for the record, I got Aljo by uh, demolition against O'Malley. Ooh, we got some time to speculate. That's not for quite a few months now. We got a whole demolition. summer. But- I'm calling it right now. I'm calling yeah. it right now. Boom. Time if stamp. you want to bet, I'll, I'll, I'll bet right now. Aljo by demolition. Aljo by submission. I'll call it. He, he will get a finish. He will get a submission. Rear naked choke. Backpack okay. style. <laughs> that specific. Yeah. Backpack style. Rear naked choke. Signature Aljo fashion. Okay. I'll say round. I'm debating between round three or four right now. Round three or four. I am saying Sean O'Malley in a round three knockout. Just mm. pop. Done. Mm. Mm. Lots of hands being thrown. I don't think O'Malley's ready for a title shot. I don't, I think, don't, O'Malley, I don't think O'Malley beats Corey Sanhagen. Mm. Okay. That'd be an interesting fight too, but they're I throwing it in deep water. Corey Sanhagen will damn near tap Sean O'Malley out, I think. <laughs> Corey Sanhagen is the most underrated fighter in the Bantamweight division. I would agree with that, actually. Like, I like I've, him. I've been pretty impressed by him. I like, I don't think, look. There's so much in that division, see, too. Man, see, I need to be, and I and I like Sean O'Malley. Don't get me wrong. I like Sean sure. O'Malley. Sure. But he needs to show me more before I give him a title shot. Have him fight Song Yadong. That's a good one. Two I was going to have him fight uh, Valish Valley, too. But, I mean. Have him fight Corey Sanhagen. Yeah. Sanhagen, yeah. Hey, have him fight Cheeto Vera again. Cheeto yeah, Vera knocked him out the first time. That's right. Nobody wants to yeah. talk about that. Nope. We don't. They don't want to see it. But it's interesting. I mean, the Bantamweights, it's so mixed up. A lot of them are losing fights. I mean, yeah, we can talk about it all day. But, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a really, really good fight. But we got a lot of time. It's a long fight camp for them. So, we'll see. Maybe not that long for them. (laughs) Hey, man. When that time comes, it's going to be a firefight. Big time. Big time. So, I think from one sport to another, we'll transition back to the NBA playoffs. As we talked about at the beginning, we won't get too much into the East today, but yes, the Knicks are still alive. Congratulations, New York. It ain't over yet. Oh, no, it's, it's over. But it's it, fucking it, over. It's over. It, it's it's over. fucking over. Don't get it twisted. But enjoy <laughs> it tonight. Enjoy it tonight. Have a slice of pizza on me. Not actually on me, just in spirit. And then, um, you know, we'll see what brings in game six. But I'm just- No, they're getting fried. Fried getting up. Fried in Chris game. Hold up. Yeah. Before we move on to the West, real quick. You think Philly's for real? No, but I think the Celtics are falling apart. I don't think this is a an approval of Philly. I think it is a what the hell is happening to Boston, if anything else. Because Boston is playing like some fucking bums, and their fans are letting them know it. And I know they've gotten booed before, but the boos I heard, like the energy, at, is it still called the TD Garden? The energy of the Garden was so low. The fans were so distraught, and I don't blame them. The Celtics were pedestrian. I don't know if Embiid's in their head. All of a sudden, James Harden looks like the old James Harden again, which that makes no fucking sense. He's not the unblockable James Harden. I mean, I know you're all about it, but like, it doesn't make any sense at this point in time, after how the Celtics had started, that 
the wheels have fallen off this fucking car. It's crazy. So, no, I still don't buy Philly as a legitimate contender, but are they going to beat the Celtics? It's looking like it. I actually don't think I'm not buying into this. I think they're still going to lose to Boston. I hope so. Um, I think Boston is they're a better know. team. No, uh, it, when I look at like Boston, it. I feel like okay. When I put myself in a Boston Celtics player's shoes, oh. I do not fear Philly one bit. No, not at all. And I have all the confidence in the world that they're going to come back and win these last two games. That's what I hope to. And let me tell you why. And let me tell you what adjustment they're going to make. Mm. This is the only adjustment they really need to make. Um, because they've been getting consistent production out of the others for the most part. Yes. Marcus Smart has been playing well. Derek White has been playing well. Um, what's his name? Grant Williams has been contributing here and there. Yep. Al Horford's been playing really well in the, on the defensive end. Last game, he was 0 for 7. Yeah, yeah. But like, like 0 for 7 and they lost by 12 points. Right. So, I mean, if Al Horford makes a couple of lows, I mean, it's a different game, you know? It's, it's a little shit like that. And the only adjustment that Boston truly needs to make is they need to get my boy Jalen Brown more shots. Absolutely. We talked highly Brown, about him. Jalen Brown was 9 for 16 shooting, 24 mm. points. Right. You, you got to give him the rock. You, you see how Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are doing it over there in Phoenix? Exactly. You got to do it like that in fucking Boston, all right? Stick with your hot shots right now, man. Brown is still playing at a high level. And on top of that, Tatum was not playing well in the first half. No. Tatum ended off the game shooting 11 for 27, 3 for 11 from 3. Ouch. Stinker. Just to put it in perspective, Tatum was 3 for 11 from 3. Jalen Brown was 3 for 6. See? Efficiency. Yeah, It matters. It, it definitely matters. matters. If it's um, not working, if the shot's not working, switch up the play. Give it to somebody else. Don't just yes. keep hammering away at it. And one more, you mentioned James Harden. This is the last point I'm going to make. Sure. Um, James Harden. I said uh, on last week's episode that he needs to be aggressive. The Houston Rockets, James Harden, in order for Philly to win. Yes. And that is the reason why I do not trust Philly. Because <laughs> in the last game, he took eight shots. And I know they won the game. I know they won the game. Don't, okay, sure. they won the game. They sure did. That's the goal. I get it. But Tyrese Maxey, I don't care what anyone says. Tyrese Maxey cannot be the player getting 30 points with Joel Embiid. It needs nope. to be James Harden. Absolutely true. Oh, and B needs to get 30. Harden needs to get 30. Maxi, 20. Right. Tobias, 15. Exactly. Totally That's true. That's how it needs to be in order for Philly to be a championship level threat. Right. They don't get that consistently either. So I don't I don't buy it. It's again, I think this is more the Celtics just melting down instead of the Sixers dominating in this entire series. So like yeah. I don't buy it. I still feel Celtics can get this. I mean, if Philly gets past them. I feel it's just another thing like the Bucks, where it's just there's no. no logical sense why it happened, but it happened. At least with the Bucks, it's because Jimmy Butler became a god amongst men. We witnessed it happen, so that's explainable. We can, we can that, logically explain it. Yes. Yeah. This is just what did you guys forget? This is a playoff game. Like the Celtics were playing, like this is just a like a Thursday night, like no, you know, nothing game, midweek, nothing. Like what is this? It's, it wasn't yeah, good. I can. I can talk about this all day because this I is know. today's NBA. <laughs> this is why players today are so inconsistent. Oh, man. Um, it's such a three-point happy league. Yes. When the, when the Celtics aren't hitting threes, what were they? Celtics were 31% from three last game, and they yeah. lost. Go figure. Right. Uh, Philly was 40% from three, and they won. Oh, mm. there's this game right there. This is why I hate exactly. today's NBA. But anyway. Yeah, but you're not wrong. Yes. Celtics were what thirty nine percent from the field. Like, just come on, yeah, man. come on, man. Oh, like, bro. what the fuck? But we'll move on. We'll move again, on. The, the East is the East, but the West is absolutely Oof. the West. Uh, there's a game going on right now, actually. You're right. Big the Warriors game. and Lakers. Oh, we got to bet on this, and my Lakers are up three one, baby. Hey, 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 hey. Lord help me. I Real don't want to open this bottle. Please, CJ, God. CJ, CJ. Please, God. I actually want to bring up a conversation. I want to have a conversation with you about a certain topic that pertains to one LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors. Sure. And this I'm is the conversation. Here. And I think that over the years, this question has been answered. Or I don't even want to say it a, qu a question, but this point has been proven. The point being, the Golden State Warriors needed Kevin Durant as much, if not more, than Kevin Durant needed them. And it's being showed right now. Let me explain. Before... I get into it. I just want to bring this up real quick. 
Because I know everyone's going to say, oh, the Golden State Warriors won without KD when he left, so your point's invalid. <laughs> Hold on. They didn't play LeBron James in the finals. They didn't. They played a young Boston Celtics team, and they used their experience to run them out the gym. Not wrong. That's a totally different animal than LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. That's correct. Mind you, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving had just beat these Warriors right. down 3-1. Yep. And LeBron James was caught saying they fucked up mentally. They fucked up all the way in the head. <laughs> and guess what they were? They, they were. were. They were fucked up so bad, Draymond was in the parking lot crying, calling KD, talking about, hey, come to the team. We need to beat this man. We can't beat him without you. Help me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> God. Oh, and, man. You know, the rest is history. We, we know what happens. KD comes and, da, 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 my da. God. Yep. Every shot that they needed to, 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 to take and make, he took and made. It was insane. And that's the point that I'm making. Who is taking and making those shots for the Golden State Warriors right now? I'm sorry. Weren't, weren't you the people that told me that if, if if the Warriors had any other wing that was an all-star caliber player, <clears throat> Andrew Wiggins was an all-star last year, <clears throat> they would have won the championship anyway and beat LeBron? People did say that. Um, I do recall. So why are they down 3-1? I'm sorry. The, 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 hold, on, hold on. Is D'Angelo Russell Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Definitely not. No. Uh, don't get me wrong. Anthony Davis, great player. But I'm sorry. I, give me Kyrie any day. Any oh, yeah. day of the week. Give me Absolutely. Kyrie Irving. Different Absolutely. positions, I get it. But Kyrie Irving, any day of the week, I'll take him on my team before I take Anthony Davis. I would agree. And LeBron James, at what, 38 years old? <laughs> they still can't beat this man at 38 years old. LeBron is owning so much real estate in their minds right now. It's crazy. It's insane. And here's the Oh, yeah. Here, oh, the ahead, crazy ahead, thing is, in this last game, it wasn't even LeBron being the hero. It wasn't AD. It was. It was Lonnie Walker? Lonnie Walker the fourth. The fourth. <laughs> F-O-F. The fourth. Lonnie Walker from deep, deep in the bench. Deep. Balls deep in the bench. Comes out of nowhere and has a fourth quarter miracle game. What the hell? Hey, like he was blessed that night. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Right. For the he came fourth out. Quarter. He came off the bench and hit a three immediately. And I was like, oh, shit. Immediately. Like, whoa. Yeah. That was insane. No, I didn't even talk about the game yet. I know, but, but just. We'll talk about the game right now. Fuck that. To your point, yeah. though, to I do agree with your statement. The Warriors do need KD. And, I mean. Needed at, at that time. Needed. Past tense. Yeah, needed yeah. KD. I do agree with that. Like. As much as when they got together, I was like, this is some bullshit. I should never see a super team. This, like We talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! That was Exodia coming together. <laughs> yeah, KD was the head. Steve Kerr drew all five fucking cards of Exodia and brought together the fucking the dynasty of all time. I don't understand how it even happened and how it went down. I feel like I blacked that part out of my memory banks because it was just, like, maddening. But, yes, KD definitely put them over the top, as he should. He's KD. That's what he does. That's what I was thinking he's going to do with the Phoenix Suns, but we'll get there because that's a little bit we now too. So I do agree with your statement is, yeah, you're seeing the Warriors without that that game changer ex-superstar and... Against LeBron, and that against is. Against LeBron, LeBron. Against LeBron. You need someone like KD if you're going against, I guess, the second coming of LeBron James. Who the fuck knew that was happening? But... <laughs> He's here. Nothing I can do about it. LeBron is 40 years old putting, and shit. Right. Putting that crown back on his fucking head. Uh-oh. We're all in trouble now. And all of a sudden, the Lakers look like fucking world beaters again. <laughs> what the hell? Didn't see I it fucking, coming. I called this shit. You called it. I fucking called this shit. You are the only person I know who actually called that shit. Because everything else I saw, everybody's like, oh, no. Warriors in five. Warriors in six. And I was like, yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with that. Uh-uh. Uh -uh. No. This is the fucking opposite of that shit. This is the Warriors just disintegrating in front of our very eyes. I don't know what else they do. You don't, they can't go and get another mega superstar. There aren't any left who can afford. What they need is a team psychiatrist. Yes. So they can talk to them about LeBron James and what he's been doing to their minds mm. every time they've seen him in the playoffs. It's insane. It, it doesn't matter who LeBron plays with. LeBron makes it so difficult for these guys. Yeah. At all times. They, they were up 3-1. They couldn't finish the job. Nope. The LeBron guy was lost, floor general. Le, LeBron lost Kyrie and Kevin Love in, in, in the finals one time. Yep. How the hell was LeBron James up 
with Della Vadova and J.R. Smith up three oh, to two. God. Three, <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck? That made no sense either. I couldn't I could not explain that fucking Cavs team. That just what LeBron James. There's your explanation right <laughs> there's there. There's your explanation. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Get into the game though, sir. But yeah, anyway, this series is very simple. When A D dominates, the Lakers dominate and the Lakers that's, win. That's it. That's the analysis. <laughs> that's the analysis right there. That's the whole thing. It's crazy. Eight, like I said before, AD is awoken. The beast within has yes. arisen, and everyone is on notice. My God. Yeah. Um. And with LeBron, LeBron is going to be LeBron. That's true. I think we've come to know this. I watched him play last game. Yeah. This man didn't shoot in the first half. Nope. The second half, he came out. He's like, "Oh, I'm LeBron James now. Give me put that crown back on in the second half," and went out there and balled the fuck out. I told you, he just. Ends up remembering who he is midway through oh, games now. Like, oh, shit, what? Oh, I'm, the chosen one is it, tatted on me. Oh, right. Oh, oh okay. All my right, my bad. I dropped my crown. Here we go. Okay, I'm good now. He drinks that shit from Space then, Jam. The secret sauce. <laughs> to be able to do this at 38 is not fair and shouldn't be possible. Well, but he's doing. Oh, my knees are cracking at 38. <gasps> that, <but> sure. That, <laughs> yeah. Imagine you like balling out like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's impossible. It's actually impossible. I would tear something just putting on my Nikes. Like that's Great, just how it goes. He's anyway, um, the Warriors, uh, they, they had a meltdown in the fourth quarter. Yep, totally. Uh, it was very un- uncharacteristic of them to do some shit like that because they're former champions and they're very experienced. Yes, they played together before. They they've been here before. This, this is the second round of the playoffs. Like, c- come on, right? Like, wake uh, up. Yeah. Um, and I know the reason why. They had that mishap. Mm. It's one LeBron James. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to swerve it like Rachel Nichols or something. No. No, it's, it's just one LeBron, LeBron James. James. It's just LeBron James. I tr- I, I've analyzed the film. There's no real explanation other than LeBron James. There's, they're looking at this man like, fuck, he done it again. Yeah. We don't have we don't have Kevin Durant this time. It's, it's I'm sorry crazy. I keep bringing that up, but it's a fact. You're not wrong. Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James. Right. Look, that's it, what you got him that's for. That's what it is. Yeah. Right, and LeBron James joined them so they could win together because they weren't going to beat LeBron on their own. They knew that. Right. I never said LeBron. I mean, I never said KD didn't need them. No, but the need was equally equal. <laughs> there. Yes, that that helped each other. Those were hand in hand. So yes, and it didn't help that Clay Thompson was nowhere. Jordan Poole didn't really do much either. Like they're not getting the. Oh support. no, they're, they're regretting really paying Jordan Poole. They they regret oh, paying yeah. Jordan Poole. I, I I hate to say that because. I'm rooting for Jordan Poole. I like him, you know. But man, he I, has I not even play been him. a factor. Not you, been a factor. He's got to stay on the bench. Like it's it happens sometimes, but and it sucks because he can't guard anybody either. No. So if he's not scoring points, he's useless. Useless, unplayable. So sorry, it is what it is. But I think the experiment there, at least for now, needs to be done until he gets his head on straight. But in the playoffs, sit no, your ass against, down, boy. Against this team, this team, yeah. No, not not oh, against this Lakers team because they got guards right. that attack the paint. Yep. Um, and they take their defenders off the dribble. Right. Jordan Poole struggles keeping defenders away from the paint off the dribble. That's true. That is true. I just, it's a shame. I I don't know what's gonna happen tonight with this game going on now, and if this is it for the Warriors this year, boy, lot of questions, lot of uh, questions to be answered. What's the score? Uh, oh, Warriors are up. Warriors are up. Okay, it's They're early at home. Um. Yeah, that, I I expected them to be. Hey, would, they're up eleven. They're up eleven. Yeah, I would think this is gonna be a Warriors win here. But again, the way they're playing, I don't know, man. I do not know. They're up eleven at half. So man, still got a whole half to play. We'll see, man. We'll we, see. We'll see. Oh, speaking of Andrew Wiggins, he has sixteen at the half. Wow. Oh, look at that! Someone stepping wow. up. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine that. Hmm. Who saw that coming? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Oh, listen. Anyway, speaking of Kevin Durant. Let's pivot to the Suns and the Nuggets in another surprising fucking series right now. Um, are you... Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, we need to talk about game three and four. Oh, God. (laughs) We didn't get to talk about them because it happened during our break. Our week break. Yes. Oh, my God. So, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker just go crazy. Like, I said it on the show. They they, they have to score 40-piece or combine for 80 to win, and they... They did it. They did. <laughs> they they sure did, did exactly that shit. <laughs> they did exactly that. Yeah. Good Lord. Uh, Evan Booker, 47 points. Durant yeah. with 39. Like, yeah. damn. Jesus. Damn. 
That's damn near 90. Yeah, that's hot shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then game four, they got some help from the from the others. That's right. Which is a great sign. Uh, that's what I want to see. Yep. I want to see TJ Warren in there a little more. I want to see Terrence Ross in there a little more. Yeah. Uh, I think they're too good of a too good of a scoring tandem off the bench not to play in significant minutes during the playoffs. That's just my opinion. Monty Williams, you don't have to listen to me, but just my opinion from the outside looking in. <laughs> <clears throat> there is one man who I think needs to look in the mirror, and that's DeAndre Ayton. Yes, I am, he is floundering in this series, and it's not a good look. And it's sad because when you think about it. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker should not have to score 80 points nope. for you just to be competitive. Right. DeAndre Aiden should pitch in 15 to 19. Exactly. That's yes. not too much to ask for him. No, it's not. He's putting up single digits these days, and it's like... Rebounds bro. too. Rebounds too. Yeah, that's your job, dude. Like You're fucking the tallest player on the court. You're being a Jokic. Right. Jokic mm. over here bullying you. That's... What, what the fuck, dude? It's a bad look. Like and yeah, the Suns were winning those two games, but like they those were close. I mean, game, yeah. I mean that last game was a five point win, but that's not much. Game before that is one fourteen and one twenty one. So I mean, these aren't seven seven. That was a little bit better, but yeah. these are these are staying close. Yeah, the Nuggets are making them pay where it counts. So now you're in a situation where it's like, uh, I don't know what's happened to the Suns either. I know they miss Chris Paul, but. Oh boy, they're getting exposed pretty easily here. It's just their depth, really. Um, but honestly, I, I don't I don't even think it's a depth issue because when you look at their roster, they have talent, like I they said. Do. TJ Warren, uh Terrence Ross. Right. They've been there before, you know, they they've been proven scores off the bench. Right. Um but they're giving so them nothing. It's a matter of playing them over guys like Josh Okogi. Right. And Tory Craig. You know, um, I know they've been good defensively and they've been hitting shots here and there, but man, you need points. Yeah. You need buckets right now. Right. All right. Cause on the other side, you, you got the best two man game in basketball and Jamal uh, Murray and Nikola Jokic. Nasty, nasty and together. Eventually, Michael Porter Jr. is going to hit shots. Oh, yeah. Matter of time. Eventually, KCP is going to hit some shots. Right. Eventually, Aaron Gordon is going to hit some shots and be big defensively. Yes. Big time. So you might need some ammo to shoot back at that. I don't know. Right. So you might want to put your shooters in, cause especially with the Nuggets, like most of their stars are hitting double digits. So like you have to get shots off, and you got to get to the right people too. And someone like the even like you said, T.J. Warren, yeah, what two points last game? Like the bench is letting them down. But like you said, the talent is there. They've got to put it together now. But oh they gotta- boy. It's Mon- much time. That's on Monty Williams. Monty Williams has to come up with the rotation. Absolutely. I know what I would do, and what I would do, you ain't got to listen to me. <laughs> I'm just a, I, 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 whatever. I'm just a five-time <laughs> champion on my fucking my league. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> put that on the resume. <laughs> but he needs to sit Josh Okoge. Yeah. Play Terrence Ross. I agree. Bring TJ Warren as a six-man off the bench for. Um, It'd be what Tory Craig, I believe, because it'll be Aiden, Craig, yes. Ross, Katie, and Payne. Yep, yep. So yeah, bring uh dude in uh T.J. Warren. Yep. Or Okogi. Okogi. Yep. That's a good plan. Too many, too many names. Goddamn. Well, <laughs> yeah, you really pulled yourself through that one, but but I definitely understand what you mean. Like he, again, you got to mix it up. The rotations were not working this last game, and. You have to shake things up. It's a playoffs. You don't get to make these adjustments over like a couple weeks period. Like you have to make an adjustment now. And even in the last game, like someone like Jamal Murray wasn't hitting really anything in the first three quarters, and it was still pretty much a blowout. So like, yeah, no, he had two points coming into the third. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, so set seventeen from the, that that point on. So it was right. Like, so no, the Nuggets can't expect that kind of like bounce back performance that quickly in the same game. But at the same time, if the Suns aren't making adjustments, yeah, you're gonna let no. them kind of just run through the back door and take it from you. No, th- that's what the Nuggets are though. The the Nuggets are one of those teams that gets production at random times from one of their others, whether yeah. it's Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. KCP, right? Christian Braun, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. They're going to show up and hit timely shots when it matters. That's why the Nuggets are the number one seed. 
I should have gave him more respect to begin uh, the playoffs, <laughs> but I didn't. And you know I what? Mean, I got to stand on that shit. They are still the weakest one seed of all time. I, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Are they still the weakest number one? Because still the weakest number one seed in my opinion of all they're, time. They're playing but hard. That's, though. This is my opinion, but whatever. I, we all have our opinions. I know yeah. New York. I know New York is looking at me like this motherfucker. So I get Denver it. looking at me like, oh, you like to smoke oh, weed, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're supposed to be friendly with Denver, man. Ask your people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's all right. We'll see how it ends up, though. These games are like these series are crazy. Again, they did not go the way you and I planned for a lot of them. So while it's fun to speculate and see what happens, it is absolutely ass backwards from what we thought this was gonna be. So I, man, I'm watching closely. Yeah. Hey, I still got the Suns winning though. I hope so. Don't have to be I, a seven now. So. If it's not the Suns now, I I don't know if Lakers. this ends up. I was going to say, if this ends up with LeBron getting another championship, I'm not going to take it well. I'm just letting you know. Good. You know what? I <laughs> hope exactly the Lakers win. It, that's exactly what he wants. I hope the Lakers wants. win. <laughs> I, I hope the Lakers win now. Just to I rub it know. in your fucking face. Oh, my God. That's not just even your team. It your it's face. not even your team. But you're yeah, right. see, That's the thing. See, like, I roof, like, I don't have a dog in this fight. Like, I, I don't like, either. I like all players. Like, like I like the players. Team. Oh, but not all. Oh, like, I root for the players. You, sure. you know what I mean? Absolutely. I love greatness. So it's like, hey, if LeBron, LeBron, shit. If KD out of it, shit, LeBron, fuck it. I got you. <laughs> I need to be KD, man. I need KD to get another one. That's my guy. I ride with him forever. Like, that's, I'm on the same wavelength, but just yeah. LeBron, man. I'm a Bulls fan. I can't root for LeBron. It just, it's counterculture. Hey, man, I'm a Pistons fan. <laughs> Which is why you hate Jordan. I get it. <laughs> oh, see, look, I don't hate Jordan. I don't hate Jordan. See, I know you. Hey, look, see, you hey, I'm wearing this. You wearing that? <laughs> but, hey, hey, I don't hate Jordan. I just I don't think he's what people make him out to be. We've been through the goat talk. That was good, Lord. Like what? Thirteen you, episodes ago. Man, look. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> We're going to have to roll the footage, and I'll explain to you to the T why I don't think he's better than LeBron or Kobe. That would take a whole episode to do that again. <laughs> like, I would, we could play the film. Like we could be at your down. house. Oh, man. Break this shit down. I'll show you exactly why I believe. Because it's all basketball. I'm just talking basketball. Nothing else. Right, right. right. what I see on the court, because that's what matters. Them. It's just what's on the court. On a special three-hour edition of <clears throat> the Bank Bro Show. Ryan. One hour, yeah. <laughs> one hour for Kobe, one hour for Jordan, one hour for LeBron. There it is. <laughs> There's your basketball special, everybody. Good Lord. You know yes, what? You would have to watch it on YouTube because if you try to listen to that shit without any visuals, my You'll God. You'll be lost. My God. <laughs> and if you can envision awful. all that, you need to be an illustrator of the masses. I, because, I would agree. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyway. Final words for your fans, sir. Um, final words from my fans. Oh, be on the lookout for more clips. Yeah. That means you need to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Boom. If you haven't heard of it, it's called The Bankroll Show. That's right. You find us on YouTube. We have a few clips on there already. Um, I will be pushing out more clips, like I said, soon. I expect uh, maybe two a week. That's my goal. Two clips a week. Two clips. A week. That's a lot of work. Um, let's see. What else do I got? What else do I got? Um... I don't got anything else. It's been slow motion, like I said. Yeah, nothing else. That's good. You had a very eventful week last week. I think a slow motion week is exactly what you needed. Yeah, definitely. Nice and easy. Uh, like you said, we're on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook, too. We are the Bank Bro Show there. We are at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. Hit our fucking inbox, man. The Bank Bro Show at gmail.com. You know, just like, subscribe, follow everything we do because. We're interesting motherfuckers. That's what we like to do. We're going to get some more ideas out there. We got a lot cooking in the tank. I said that a lot, but hey, working on some new guests. We know you like guests. We like guests too. So stay tuned for those. And, you know, wash your ass. Like I always say, just mm. there's some funky people out there, especially working in an office building. I'm telling you, we can all smell you. Just quick on your arms, dab the crotch, whatever you got to do. Just wipe, just wash yourselves, people. It's going to get hot outside. It's already hot enough as it is. We're back in the 70s. Thank the fuck Christ. But we're going to get to the 80s and the 90s. Wisconsin, the summers get hot as fuck here. And the hotter it gets, the smellier you motherfuckers get out there. You know who you are. I don't mean everybody, but you know who you are. Wash your ass, please. 
That's not even a public service announcement. That's just common sense now. <laughs> well, you got that shit off. <laughs> you I know what? That... Yeah, I think it's another one in the books. I'm going to let you do the tagline this time. <laughs> Man, after you got that shit off, it's only right if you do it. <laughs> Fine. One of these days will get you to do it. <laughs> no, no, I got it on the next one. No, but after you got that shit off, it's only right if you do it. <laughs> the, the wash your ass, I think it's it's universal for everybody. Everybody can feel that. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bank Bros are in your city. We're here for you. You can bank on it. See you next time. One, two, three.